You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. Now, y'all know when it comes to mindset, the Bible has a couple of things that we should and shouldn't do to maintain a sound mind and a lifestyle that is within God's plan for us. And we know that a lot of what we should do is what we should do. But when it comes to actually doing it, that's another story. And I want to talk about the reasons that we choose not to do something. We all know when we do feel something. I actually spoke about last episode, how good I've been feeling lately and all of those things, right? And so when you're in that cycle of feeling good, it's easy to do things that are within your best interest. You have a clear mind, you can make sound decisions. But when you aren't feeling that way, when things aren't going your way, when you aren't smiley, when the sun is not out long enough for you, and it seems like there's rain and clouds that are happening constantly in your world, it can cause you to make different decisions. What's in your best interest is this what's in your best interest, period, right? But depending upon your mindset will decide if you're going to move within your best interest or if you'll make compromises. That's how we decide if we're going to do what we should or shouldn't do. And so I want us to be aware of what those reasons are that I have found um, recently and then we'll be armed with strategies so that way we can move forward, always thinking within our best interests, always walking within God's will for us. So without further ado, we're going to get into the pros prompts of the week and then we'll get into it. What are you convinced of? I want you to get a piece of paper, of course, and then at the top, right, I'm convinced that and fill that in. When you have an understanding of what you feel, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, then you look at the instructions that God gave you, you're able to see if they complement or if they contradict each other. So a lot of times when we feel something and we only focus on what we feel or our beliefs, what we're convinced of at the time, that's the focus. And we go ham and laser into that. And then there are times when we're feeling good. We're hearing the word of God. We got our worship playlist popping and that's all we hear. That's all we're tuned into. And so I want us to use this exercise to compare the two, see if they complement each other. How are we tuning into that? And you can be in contradiction, but that doesn't mean that they have to cancel each other out, right? So we're always going to make sure that we provide space for our feelings. We don't want to stuff them down, but we also want to remember the word of God. And when you read the Bible, if you read a Bible plan, if you talk to a pastor child, they're always going to say that we need reminders. We are forgetful people if I ask you what you ate for breakfast three days ago you probably can't tell me like we forget so many things things that are important to us things that we know we should remember things that we've heard multiple times sometimes it's going to take that 110th time right for us to really get something it's going to take it coming from a certain person for us to get it or it might take simply writing it down and that's what I find helps me and it's just a record for me to go back to and that's why the Bible exists right it's a book full of reminders of God's character of who we are of who we're called to be of the gifts that are available to us and so 
We have to be reminded of that. So an example of kind of how this could go is I can believe that God loves me, like period. I can believe that. But I can be convinced that if I step out, I'm going to drown. Like that is a thing. So if my instruction is to do something new and I'm convinced that I won't succeed if I step out to do it, then even with my belief that God loves me, I will have to check my mindset and the reasoning behind why I think what I think in order for me to successfully complete the instruction or the task that has been given to me. So y'all see what I mean where it's like because you got an instruction from God and because you believe something about his character or you believe that he ain't going to steer you wrong. But you can also be convinced that, yo, if I do this because of how I'm set up, because of the way that I do things or when my family has done this in the past or the way that I come across the people, it ain't going to pan out like that. You can be convinced of that. And when you're convinced of something that does not complement the instruction that you've been given, it doesn't set us up for success in our minds. We're not able to compute what to do. And that could stall us out from being obedient and walking in purpose. And so this exercise is really to just highlight some things and it could be some things that you already know. And it's a reminder that we have to continuously check there or it can highlight something new. So either way, be sure that you create a space that you pray before you fill this one out and that you just simply write what you're convinced of. And it's not something where you should judge yourself about or you should condemn, you know, it's simply to bring awareness and then you bring that awareness to God and you see what gaps you need to fill. Where do you need to start with your mindset to start shifting some things? So hope this is helpful. Let's get into the episode. I love being a girl with a plan, okay? I like to write things down, as y'all know, plan dates in my calendar, and know what's up in my head. It just allows for me to prepare for what's to come. And while I'm an introvert, like I am truly an introvert. Like, do y'all, does it come across? Let me know if y'all can tell that I'm an introvert. (laughs) But I have mixed feelings on when plans are canceled I have mixed feelings sometimes saying inside is great and it's exactly what I want to do and I'm glad that I can now do that without having to put on clothes like go out all of that so that's actually what I prefer most times but if I have plans with somebody like actual plans with somebody else I have organized my day and possibly my week around these plans like I have decided what I'm going to wear But when we hang out, I prepared my mind how much money I'm going to spend. And I just have made up in my mind I'm going to be social that day. You know, you are having time with yourself. It's one thing. And I know the mindset, the space that I'm going to be in when it's just me kicking it with me. When it's me and somebody else, I am most of the time looking forward to it because I'm introverted. When I pop out, I want to pop out, you know. So I've prepared myself and geared up. This is my one moment. This is my introverted extroverted day view and if you cancel on me after all of that planning my feelings are hurt like I'm not even going to hold y'all like sometimes my feelings are actually hurt when people change their minds and even more now I have to experience the alternate reality I gotta come up either with some different plans a different person to do the original plan with or just restructure my brain to now even though I was ready to be out ready to do x thing now I have to be inside because somebody else changed their mind like it wasn't me it was on them and that's annoying (laughs) 
And so I shared last week that I've been reading in Jeremiah and I realized that God has plans in mind for us. And when we obey him, then it's like, cool, I made a plan and we're doing a plan. And when we change our minds, when we don't do what he's called for us to do, it makes us have to endure a lesser experience because there was a plan and we diverted from the plan and the plans made in order for the plan to come to form, right? So when I talked about planning on my outfit and all of that, my outfit for when I'm leaving the crib and my outfit for when I'm inside, two different plans. Like I'm planning two different things, two different looks, you know? And so that's the same thing when it comes to God and his plans for us. He orchestrates things and everything will make sense in the end if they go according to plan. When we change our minds, when we decide that God's plan ain't the plan, Everything that has happened, everything that's leading up to this point starts to fall. It doesn't make sense. It's not a cohesive story. And you sitting there staring at God like, what you doing? And he looking at you like, what you doing? And so I got this little nugget from Jeremiah 34. I'm going to read two verses in Jeremiah 34 um, to kind of ground us in where I got this from. So there were some people and they had some slaves. Okay. So they had some slaves. And God spoke to the people through his prophet, Jeremiah, and he was like, yo, don't have slaves no more. (laughs) So that was the word and the people decided they were going to listen. So I'm going to pick up in Jeremiah 34. I'm going to read verse 10 and verse 11. All the officials and people who entered into covenant to let their male and female slaves go free in order to not enslave them any longer, obey and let them go free. Afterward, however, they changed their minds and took back their female and male slaves. They had let go free and forced them to become slaves again. So as I was reading that, it I'm not gonna say it was random. Like Jeremiah is his whole point is he's a prophet, so he's delivering different words that he gets from God to different people as a warning, as instruction, and just pieces of obedience that he's delivering out that people need to do so it wasn't really random what was random or what made me start to dig deeper is that after the people changed their minds it really doesn't give a reason why like they literally obeyed as i read in verse 10 verse 11 they unobey and then the rest about this group of people it's just about the destruction that's gonna happen to them because they ain't listen to god and so I really started to think about, okay, what makes you obey a word and then change your mind? I was like, looking at them, judging them like, y'all already did it. So why did you undo it? Like, that's dumb. And now y'all gonna die and things not gonna be popping like they could have been because y'all didn't listen. I was so confused. And I started to realize like, girl, that's you. <laughs> like you also listen, then don't listen, listen, then don't listen, reach your word, then you stop. You do this, then you stop Like you know? And so I wanted to dive deeper into these people and just the reasons why with this specific situation, their situation, what could have led them to change their mind and then zoom out and think about how could that apply to all of us? So God gave a word to the people who were in Jerusalem and were to let go of and grant freedom to their slaves. We don't see what God has planned for them post the freedom though. He just tells them to do it. And then the people obey. Then they change their minds and 
forced them to be slaves again. And I read that and I'm just like, okay, so I have to check me, right? I had an idea to do something creative and something for Power Bros. And I would be able to use my voice, empower other people and build community. Those are all things that I want to do. All things that I felt was God's idea for me and something I just should be doing, like period. And I thought about changing my mind a few times, like within the past week where I'm like, I am good on the idea. I actually don't have to do it. I don't know really what's the benefit going to be. It's just like the people, right? It's like, you got this instruction, but you don't get what's the plan after you do it. You just know that you're supposed to do this. And there are plenty of times where I have felt on fire and excited and I still have the opportunity to do this idea, right? The time hasn't passed yet, but there are times when I have been on fire, okay, ready to obey God. I've been crying tears of gratitude and I'm thankful and all of this stuff. And I changed my mind and I didn't do it. And the time passed. I've seen other people do things, something similar to what I wanted to do, or just in general, I had this feeling where it was like, you know, you were supposed to do that and you didn't. And what's crazy about the change is, you know, because you have to exert force to shift back. The pastor said that they have to force them to become slaves again. When you go back to something after you've turned, after you've made a shift, after you have decided in your mind that you were going to do one thing, you don't just fall back into it. I feel like sometimes we say that as an excuse But there are plenty of times when we move backward on something, when we've been delivered from something, when we've been shown an alternate way to do something. And when we go back, it's forced. What have you gone back to that you know you shouldn't? That's made you use your power in a more forceful way. Like you can tell it's forceful. You're not supposed to talk to that person anymore, but you forced a conversation with them. You're supposed to be building with just you and God right now, but you're forcing your vision on people so you can get external validation. Whether or not God will find it justifiable, we all have reasons that we change our mind when it comes to obeying God. And I want to say that, like whether or not it's justifiable in our brains, based on our trauma, based on our experiences, based on what's in front of us right now, based on the fact that God didn't tell us the full plan. He knows that. So he, he's hip on the reasons why you might want to change your mind, but the action of you actually changing it, not obeying, not doing what he told you to do, that's not justifiable because his word is it, right? So again, I'm judging all of us because, or not judging, I'm not in a position to judge, but I'm calling all of us out. I'm challenging us all, me included, because I literally do this. But, and that's why I wanted to read like, okay, what's T? So I couldn't really get from the Bible per se all the way. What's the reasons why? But I picked up on three things that I think halt us in our tracks when it comes to fully carrying out what God told us to do. There are days, day one, you good. Day two, it's like, eh. Day three, you be thinking about all the stuff you used to do before day one. And then by day four, you compromising. If you haven't already by day four, you compromising by then. Day five, it's a wrap. Ain't that crazy? Less than a week, we change our minds on what God told us to do. The number one reason, fear. God told them to free their slaves, but didn't say how the new society would be. 
They had a way that they did things. They had a order and they could have changed their minds for fear that the slaves will kill them. Like, okay, if y'all not slaves no more, if you're not fearful of me anymore, I now have reason to be fearful of you. That's what I think the people's mindset could have been. And often when we get an instruction from God, we don't get the full picture. That's most of the time. We don't get the full picture. There are people um, who get the beginning. They know exactly what steps they should be taking, who they should talk to, what email they should write, all of that. They know exactly the next steps they should take. But that end, they don't have a clue what their steps are going to add up to. And then most of the rest of us fall into another camp where you see the end. You can see you standing at the finish line, you on the podium, you got the the trophy, the award, you know the lane that you're supposed to be in because you can see the end. But how it's going to get there, what's your next step? You have no idea. Either one of those scenarios, whichever camp you fall into, if you go back and forth, It's scary. It's intimidating. And it causes us to be fearful of the instruction, causes us to be fearful of our next steps. And because of that, day one, when you're on fire and you're moving, some of us hear a word and we just move. We see a vision, we get excited. And we tell somebody, we go for that next thing, we write it down. That's that day one faith that you have. Once you get to a couple days in and you're not seeing a result, you think it's stupid, you don't understand, you can't control what other people do. These people couldn't control what the slaves were going to do once they were freed. And so because of that, fear was able to seep in, right? And so once that fear came in, they reverted back. Everything that God said went out the window. And I can relate to that. It's like, I, I heard you clearly. What I don't see, though, is how this is going to benefit me. That's, that's the number one way that we let stuff snake us out of our blessings. The second way, though, is image. Literally image. Um, in this passage, it said no one was to slave his fellow Judean. They were Jerusalem people. So no one was to enslave their fellow Judean. The issue is clearly the people of Jerusalem didn't see their slaves as fellow people of the land. Like that's just not how they saw things, which is why they had them as slaves in the first place. So they could have changed their mind because those before them didn't let their slaves go. So if they were the generation to do it, they would be seen as weak. A lot of us don't do things because we don't want to be seen as weak, as fragile, as frail, as being that crazy person that's going to step out. I didn't want to be seen as a poet when I first started, right? Because I was so nervous. I had so many poets that I looked up to that I thought were dope. I think their work is better. They have multiple books. They speak on different campuses and conferences and all of these things. I'm writing in my apartment, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And so I didn't want to be seen with this image of being a poet. And I let that stop me from sharing my work my words and my power for years. I let it stop me. And oftentimes we allow our impression of how others will perceive us as a driver for what we will or will not do. Ain't that crazy? How I'm gonna let what I think you might think of me stop me from doing what I know I should do. We do that all the time. And then sometimes we're obedient as long as others won't have to know. We're closet disciples. 
crazy, crazy. If we truly are going to stand in our power, stand in our purpose, your purpose is for the benefit of other people. It's going to be seen. You can do some things in the closet, so to speak, right? And so when I first started building up my muscle of prayer, that was with me. That was between me and God, period. Like, y'all ain't none of y'all business when I'm praying back. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And that was because I didn't have the muscle. I used to pray in my head a lot of times. And so when I started getting out of that, then it went to, I'm writing my prayers out. The next other type of prayer that you can have, those two are valid. But the next type is to speak with your mouth words that go onto God's ears. And I hadn't built up that muscle yet because I was used to saying prayers in my head or writing them down. So when I first started, I wasn't offering to pray for nobody because I'm trying to remember to pray out loud for me. And so when I first started to do that, that was cool. But then once I built it up, once I started to get a little bit confident in what I'm saying, a little bit confident in being able to call out some scriptures as I pray and all of that, then God asked me, okay, cool. Now I want you to pray for somebody else and not in your head, not writing it down, not an email. I want you to say it. And I was like, no, no, they can pray for themselves and I can pray for them too. I can like stand in agreement. But I don't got to stare in front of their face and say it. I was confused. Like, what, why you need me? And that is not how it works. We can't be closet disciples. When you start to get in your bag, when you start to know what you're doing, when even if you don't know what you're doing, when you start to get comfortable with just hearing from God, getting visions from God, and then acting it out with just you. He going to call you to do it for somebody else. That's the whole point of us being here. That's why we're interconnected in this space. That's why you listening to me right now. That's why somebody, whoever your people are that listen to you, when you're doing what you're doing, when you say what you're saying, that's the whole point. There are plenty of things that I've done that God was giving me praise for, yet I wasn't allowing myself to be proud of it because of how I felt it made me look to other people. Our image robs us of so much and it causes us to revert back to old habits and to fall out of obedience strictly because we're trying to keep up an image that's not even in our wheelhouse to keep up and that we can't control anyway we actually can't control how people view us so we might as well walk in the light of the one whose image we're made in and the third thing that stops us in our tracks from being obedient is resistance to change or comfortability. The people have slaves to do things for them, period. The folk of Jerusalem had slaves for a long time, generations of people. And they got used to their lifestyle. That's just what it is. They got comfortable. So they could have changed their minds because they were comfortable with how they did things before and they didn't want to try a new way. And that's valid. Okay. Do you know how many times people are waking up Right now, at a time that they're comfortable with their body, their whole routine, they schedule, they commute to work, everything is based off of this routine that they're comfortable in. And yet, to start their business, to talk to God more, to have quiet time, to meditate and write in the morning, they will have to get up a little bit earlier. And they don't want to do it. Maybe you started and you fell back. That's me. When most time, y'all, when I give examples, it's me. (laughs) 
I was waking up. Do you remember a couple episodes ago? I was like, oh, I've been waking up at 6. Your girl ain't seen a 6 a.m. I'll wake up. I might stir. You know what I mean? Wrestle to my sleep a little bit. Get up. Turn that alarm off. I'm going back to bed. Ain't seen prayer call in two weeks. And that's something that guys told me to do. And I noticed the difference in my day for sure. Noticed the difference. But I'm comfortable not waking up at that time. Okay, and then if I want to make some coffee or some tea before prayer call to set up my Bible to brush my teeth to go to the restroom, I have to get up a little bit earlier, 5.30, 5.45, so I'm ready to go at 6. That's early, period. And so I got real comfortable not doing that. And we can make excuses about why the new season ain't it and why, you know what I'm saying, what God's telling us to do isn't what we want to do. But because we don't have the vision that God does, we don't always see that what we're comfortable with may be destructive. We have blind spots because we're human. We don't know everything. We haven't experienced everything, especially us that are believing for newness, new opportunities, new bag, new connections. We'll know what it looks like because it's new. And so we're comfortable with something, yet we're expecting something else, something that has yet to be seen, yet to be experienced, then at some point, what we're comfortable with is going to cost us what we're hoping for. These folk forced the free people to be slaves again, and then God declared death on them. Literal death. Because they went back to what was comfortable. And a lot of times I think because the Bible is so literal um, or we, we we read it in a literal way, right? So if I'm thinking about the people of Jerusalem, they did, not me, <laughs> like, you know? And so I think sometimes we think about it in that way when we can pull out something about God's character and something for us in everything. That's the whole point of the book. And so if they went back to what was comfortable, they had to force into that space, number one. And then God removed his hand and protection from them, number two. He the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we will experience that in our own way today. God's instruction is his protection. So we have to be really, really, really mindful about these areas because they are applicable to every area of our lives. And as they seep into our brains as we create narratives out of fear as we protect and force things to protect our image and as we sit in what's comfortable we miss out on the fullness the richness and the the complete extent of who we're created and called to be our impact is shorter it's not as deep our roots are unplanted right and we're not able to fully even understand why the heck we're here. Because each piece of obedience unlocks a new layer of your territory. It unlocks a new layer of who God's called you to be. And you get a deeper relationship with him. And as you get deeper and deeper in relationship and in a flow with God, more flows your way. As you cut him off, he cuts you off. Right? And so what have you changed your mind about lately 
What have you changed your mind about? Take a second to think about that. And maybe you couple it with the prose prompts. I'm convinced that I changed my mind about X because Y. That way you can get really clear on what's happening. What's the natural flow of your mind when you hear something or when you're thinking about something that's challenging? Where do you naturally go? For me, it's fear. Most of the time it's fear. Next is comfortability. Last is image. I care about image, but fear going to take it every time. It could be something I'm doing that nobody will ever know about, but I'm just scared for me. (laughs) And so fear is always going to be number one. I'm finding that as a pattern um, that I have that I'm trying to break that I want to bring to God. And so is it due to fear? If it is, take your concerns to God, pull him in to your fears. There's repeated scriptures and repeated warnings to not be afraid. Do not fear. It's said so many times in the Bible because that is the number one thing that we go to. And that's what blocks our blessings a lot of times. And so if it's due to fear, take your concerns to God. Was it because of your image? If so, remember that those who lose their life gain it let go of what you're trying to hold on to that piece of your image that you think makes you you people waiting on the real you to pop out and you hold on to the old you you hold on to the you that uh, a low-key don't even fit anyway like you know and so remember that those who lose their life will gain it the real life that you're supposed to have the real abundance that's waiting for you the real territory that you're supposed to grab the real impact and influence that you're supposed to have with other people. The real you is the only one that can impact in the true and authentic way as you're called to. The fake you can't have that. The fake you ain't going to be able to live there, ain't going to be able to survive there for sure. So you want to remember to lose your life to gain your life. And if you change your mind because you were comfortable, remember that God is calling you to move so you can grow. We think that he's shifting us and pushing us, challenging us, expanding us just because he God and he can. Why he is God and he can. That's not the full story. That's not the complete narrative. It's so you can grow. He has plans for us to prosper us, to expand us, right? And if you remain in the same pot, you can't grow deeper roots and expand your fruit. Our lives have fruit attached to them and you're comfortable with something because you've been doing it and you've seen fruit. You've seen things that have popped off in your life because you have been waking up at that time. You've been doing that thing a certain way, but you're also believing for more. So as you're believing for more, he's going to shake up that routine a little bit, but it's all for your benefit. And he knows it because he has the full scope and the full vision. You know it because you trusted him. And so we have to constantly come back to that trust. We have to constantly come back to who's the real authority. And the real authority isn't our fear. The real authority isn't how we're perceived. And the real authority isn't our habitual patterns. The real authority is God. And he can shake all of that stuff up whenever and you can still be good. That's what we have to say. All this can be shaken up and I'll still be good. And because of that, that's why I'll obey. I can free some things that I was used to because God got me at the end of the day. 
So the power tool for this week is to surrender. Give it up. Your way won't pan out like you think it will. And you're being protected from something. You have no idea about the things that you're leaning into that as soon as you obey God, you're protected from it. You're actually running to something that you need to be protected from. And that's what the obedience is for. It's instruction based off a plan. Your power comes from God. So you have to allow him to show you the way. You want to plug into his source so you can be a resource to those that are dedicated to you. So I hope that this was helpful. A little bit of digging for me. And I love episodes like this because it's truly a something I stumbled upon. And I didn't read up. You know, you can like, of course, you can Google things. And so I read commentary sometimes from different people who study the bible i forgot what they call it like just blanked (laughs) um but different theologians that's what it's called different theologians and those who study because they have the knowledge right they've gone to seminary they have all this backings and this knowledge there are plenty of words as i was reading jeremiah that i didn't know there are different countries that are attached to each other and their names are spoken for certain reasons that i don't got no understanding of right however i was still able to pull out different things and relate it to me in 2022 and that is what's dope about having that consecrated time i just want to share that so that way it encourages you guys as you read different things you do different plans it'll inspire you to get your own discoveries and god can talk to you in a specific way about your specific situation and give you a specific answer so i hope that this was helpful if so be sure to keep up with all things power and pros by following our ig account at power and pros podcast and if you want to take it a step further be sure to rate and review the show i love to hear from the cool kids and that's the way for us to do a check-in and me to know what's going on with you and how i can continue to help you on your journey Lastly, take a moment to sign up for the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter to plug into our community and keep up with all the cool kid things that are popping off. I love you guys. Remember to profess your power and there's power in pros. Bye.